0: coming to you from the foot of the majestic rocky mountains denver colorado it's the savage cast a savage worlds podcast brought to you by the rocky mountain savages here are your hosts chris savage Mummy fox and christopher savage bull landauer Savages, welcome to episode thirty-four of Savage Cast. What we got coming up? What we've been doing? Just a little bit of uh, information for all of you, Savages out there from yeah. Rocky Mountain Savages and Savage Cast.
1: I know we'd, we'd be happy to like do a lot more episodes, but we've been so dang busy producing like everything Savage Worlds related.
0: We've been doing stuff.
1: Yeah, we got Dustin Hatchet here. He's joining us. Howdy. And uh, we got a lot of good information. So, like, the first thing we want to mention, because this is actually really cool, um, one of our own, Charles White's wife, Krista White, uh, she's battling Ewing sarcoma cancer. And our friend Brett, who is the lead force behind Buccaneer, has made the choice, and we agree with him 100%, that all of the proceeds from Buccaneer through Hell and High Water, all the line, is going to 100% back Krista's fight against cancer for as long as she's doing chemo. So, from now until whenever... Um, If you guys have not picked up Buccaneer yet, head on over to DriveThruRPG, uh, pick it up. It's a great uh, pirate setting, and uh, 100% of the proceeds are going right to Krista. Krista is Charles' wife, and she's actually the artist behind the HMS Hope, which is the ship that we included with... um, the Buccaneer uh, Kickstarter. So she's the designer. Uh, yeah, she mind. does
0: all the floor plans. So if you've ever used any of the fabled mm-hmm. environments, floor plans, the mansion, the, the Zeppelin, the airplane, I mean, all of those. I mean, that's, she did all of those maps.
1: Yeah. So our hearts going out to Krista and Charles and their two young kids. And I mean, you know, you guys should know this, but Charles is the dude. He's, you know, he did Buccaneer for us. He's the reason we are in publishing. Um, Sarah Martinez, Local Savages, he published her Killer Chops. Uh, uh, Gilbert Gallo, our favorite Italian friend, uh, he's published Olympus Inc. for him. Um, He's also done Monster Hunter's Club and Pelion Report. So uh, Charles has given a lot to the Savage Worlds community, so let's give something back to him. There is a GoFundMe if you want to just fund it directly, dollar for dollar. Don't have to, you know, split any money with uh, DriveThruRPG. There is a GoFundMe. We'll put it in the link. Um, but it's Krista White, and uh, we hope she, her a swift recovery and uh, you know all good things because they've done so much for us. So hopefully, uh, open your pockets. And if you want to play some Buccaneer, we're gonna have some more Buccaneer news besides uh, besides just um, you know funding Krista. We uh, eventually we will put out a suede conversion. Doc. I was
0: about to say that's that's what I was about to mention is that for all you folks who are asking. It will come out eventually. Uh, after you uh, hear uh, what else we've got to say on this podcast, you'll hopefully understand why it might take us a little bit of time. Uh, but it is something we want to do. It is something that will get done. Uh, we want to do a plot point. That's something
2: at some point
0: that will get done.
1: But uh, We also have more adventures, like a bunch, bunch of the people we hired from the Kickstarter, like Dustin. Dustin's adventure is still in the pipeline.
2: Uh, it, it is written, but it is way too long. It needs editing help. Badly. Or oh,
1: we'll just make it a longer venture. But you know, the we, we kind of got hit with the you know, the news of Suede coming out. And we're like, we just put out Buccaneer. And we're good. We're going. We're getting things published. And then a, just a ton of stuff fell on our plate about Suede. And we're like, should we do it for bulls? Should we release it in Swex and then do it in Suede? And da-da-da-da. So all that stuff is still coming. And uh, it might be a little bit slower because, obviously, Charles is um, focusing on helping his wife. And also, he put out a, a call. Anybody out there who is a publisher who would like a stretch goal writer or any uh, actual work for Charles. Charles is open to commissions, so definitely hit him up. I think there was a Kickstarter going on right now. I think the um, uh, Guardians of Umbra, and I think he just got announced as their next Kickstarter goal that got unlocked. So Charles is out there for hire, too. So if you want to throw some money at Charles and get some uh, amazing writing in return, he did a lot of the great stuff with the, um, the Knights Templar. For and the uh the witch hunters for Buccaneer. That was all Charles. So show him some love. And um besides that, we are going to run Buccaneer in the actual Caribbean. So can't wait. Savage Cruise 2020, January 26th to February 6th. All of us here. Dustin's coming, I'm coming, Fox is coming. There will be pirate games played in pirate waters. Like that's the most cool Savage Worlds crossover, whatever real world, cosplay, actual play, virtual reality game, whatever.
2: And I would say most
0: likely, Suede rules being
1: used. Oh yeah, you want to see Buccaneer for Suede? Come on the cruise.
2: And and I look pretty good in a pirate hat. I really do. And I'm bringing it. I'm just gonna bring it because I can.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, you you went down there like you know part of the reason we brought you on uh, the Buccaneer was like you had visited like the pirate museum down in the. Uh, uh, where were you? Seeing pictures of the pirates? Yeah, out? it was.
2: It was actually in um, uh, the Bahamas. NASA. Yeah, NASA, yeah. and uh, so yeah, we had a good time with that, and I'm pretty thick with the lore. The um, my 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 lore in my brain on pirates is thick, and uh, I enjoyed it immensely, and will be planning to run some interesting things on the cruise.
0: The uh, and I got to decide if I want to run or play.
1: In Buccaneer, or both,
0: or both, or both, run one, play one, Mm
1: -hmm. yeah. Porque no los dos, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. The uh, no, that's the thing too. Is like, and and, and the one of the so this was never announced, but one of the one of the things we hinted at in the book, and it was an adventure I was going to work on as an expansion, was hinting at like what are the cenotes in the Yucatan Peninsula, and. What what is the history there and like what is the one of the causes? they were made
2: by tentacles?
1: <laughs> Damn Cthulhu mythos. Uh, my <laughs> angle was definitely not going with the uh, the Cthulhu mythos, but the um, bucking that trend, huh? Right, bucking that trend. We're going for we're going for Meteor Man. Meteor Man. <laughs> they uh, killed the dinosaurs, opened up the rift, and so the uh, one of the adventures was was that's uh, in the works was all about kind of uh, exploring the. Uh, you know, the, the history of the Yucatan Peninsula with the weirdness and what went on there. And this cruise is a perfect thing to, like, debut that because we are going out of New Orleans, so amazing food. And we're going to have um, Shane and Carl, Shane Hensley himself, Carl Kieser uh, himself, will be on the cruise. And we're going to try to play some games the Friday before we leave, Friday and Saturday before we leave on the cruise. The cruise leaves on a Sunday.
0: Yeah, I think a bunch of us are planning on hitting New Orleans at least by Friday. And and,
2: and I think there's a whole savage setting that's set in New Orleans, right? right? Just a little
1: thing. That was actually the first game I ever played in Shane. I played in Shane's Deadland Noir game Mm -hmm. set in New Orleans. And uh, the Big Easy, and uh, so that's going to happen. Like we are, um, the blacks might be driving through. We haven't gotten them on the ship yet. It's close. We might might happen, but um, yeah, and we're we... going to be
0: uh, staying. I think uh, right now, I think the plan is is the Four Point Sheridan, right on right in the French Quarter. Yeah,
1: gorgeous hotel, super cool. So we'll have plenty of game. I'm
0: sure we'll have plenty of places to play some games. Right, and, uh, why and why go drink, get
1: Okay, oh, yeah, we already have, like, an official drink for the cruise, too. So everybody knows that Shane loves sharks, right? That the Pinnacle Entertainment used to be the Great White Wave, from Great White Sharks. Shane loves sharks, right? That's his thing. And Carl, our special guest, is from Florida. so He's a Gator fan. Um, his wife posts gator football memes, which is great. I, I haven't met his wife in person yet, but I'm like we're gonna talk football on the crew, it's gonna be amazing. And um so we got a gator and a shark, and there there just so happens to be a famous drink that was originated in the French Quarter at a certain bar where they put a gator, a plastic gator, on the top of your drink. Then they fill up a plastic shark with grenadine, so it's red. And then they call it a shark attack, and they dunk the shark on top of us. It eats the gator, and like the water, the gator is swimming in. It's kind of green. Um, I think it's for like vodka and sours. Um, it turns it all blood red, like it's been a shark attack. It's called the shark attack. It's amazing. They make a big production out of it. So that is the official drink of the Savage Cruise. Is the shark attack. And um, so we're gonna bring along um, gators and plastic sharks, so that the 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 bars on the cruise can make you the official drink. And we'll, we'll teach them the, the... There's a whole video. If you go to our Facebook page, uh, Savage Cruise 2020 on Facebook, Savage Cruise, the, uh, there's a video you can see of the gator being made at the bar in... I think it's called the Tropical Isle in, uh, off Bourbon Street. It's amazing. So that's going to be the official drink. But the... Um, yeah, yeah, Dustin actually just has plastic sharks like waiting just for us, hanging right? out sitting here on the right. table
0: now. They're gonna podcast with us.
1: The uh, the uh, how appropriate Dust that's that you've never played with Dustin Hatchett, uh, he's one of our very most creative GMs in the Rocky Mountain Savages. His games are are fully researched and accessorized. So, we were playing in a Deadlands game, um, it was like a takeoff of Deadwood, and he the bennies in that game were pyrite, like which is fool's goad. He we actually had little. Canvas sacks of fool's gold as are Benny's. amazing, right? Like, you know, there's Martha Stewart gamers, and, and Dustin's definitely one of them. Like, you know, accessorize, accessorize, gotta look like a party. Yeah, that, he, and he, he, he and Carl. The only Carl accessorize. Uh,
2: yeah, that's one of the only times I think I will take Martha Stewart and my name in the same sentence. Mm-hmm. I will go with that. All right, I'm okay with that.
1: Right, nice little centerpiece on the table, and, and well, it's
0: you know. good to have some accessory people because I'm not an accessory guy. That's just just not not really my my forte or my thing. I'm more of a a theater of the mind guy, so it's good to have those flashy tables out there so that way when people come and sit down at my table, you're going to have fun, but it's not going to be flashy.
1: It will be in your mind.
0: But it'll be the three Fs for sure.
1: Well, that's the great thing about Savage Worlds is I think the reason we have so much fun with it is it is an adaptable system that plays well both in the mind and on a table with miniatures and all of the cool terrain and, um, Carl is still deciding what games he's going to run. But I mean, the dude has this library of cool stuff to play. And, um, it's amazing. I'm sure a trailer
0: park shark attack will happen.
1: Oh, maybe with an update because there's a cool on our savage cruise page. Someone posted a link to meth gators. Oh my God. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> and the theory is that like people are, are dumping enough drugs down the sewer system in Florida and the Everglades that they might be creating, you know, like meth gators, and like that, just that just screams RPG monster oh, yeah. right there. I'm like pissed off gator, right? I think Neil Eichard already put up some uh, stats for one.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Right, and so I'm like, well, now we now we have to have the meth version of the shark attack. So I guess a little blue curacao, port curacao, toss that in there for the meth color on top of the gator, and then the shark can come with the red grenadine and make a shark. It'll attack. just be
0: a big mess. Yeah, so the just the, mess of a drink,
1: the meth, to- meth shark tornado, meth gatornado, whatever it is, methnado. There's amazing potential there. So the details on the the savage cruise, you can go to savagecruise.com. We actually went and bought a domain name because why not? And um, that links directly to our travel agent. She, uh, Kim Maida Smith, she will take your money. And there's a big FAQ. There's two of them. Explains uh, how you get in. Uh, the cruise you can have a berth, which is your bed in a double occupancy room, for as low as five hundred and sixty-five bucks, and that pays for um, your food for the week. Uh, so all your meals on the ship, and uh, and your berth for the week. Seven day cruise. Only five sixty five. The only other expenses, not bad. right? It's not bad. Like
0: not bad at all. You know, I the, could even afford it.
1: Right. The five sixty five already includes the taxes, so we're not hiding that from you. There's a fifty dollars savage fee, savage pass. That's to, to us, the RMs, that we're going to be running the games with. And um, the there's, there's actually a cool little deal in there where um, we're spending some of our 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 cred with Carnival to get um, room credits. Back to like, each cabin, we'll get so many dollars back in onboard credit. Um, so I think we're if, you know, if, you've, if double occupancy, we should be able to get like fifty bucks back or hundred bucks back. Just depends on if we get the right numbers um, to each room. So basically, your Savage Pass could be free if we work it right. Um, we already have close to ninety people, I think, right now. I mean, we're going to we're yeah. going to hit hundred soon. It's amazing. Yeah, I think we are too. Um, already coming, and with that, we've got our own private gaming space on the ship. And um, we also be able to take over the dining area after people are done with meals, and um, the only other expenses are like you can prepay your tips for the week, which is probably like un- just under a hundred bucks, and that'll allow you to um, move during meals so that your your waiters and wait staff still get paid their their gratuity their tips. And so we can be a little more flexible during meals. but normally, I think most ships, you're kind of assigned a table and you stay there. But we'll- Yeah, you're kind of
0: tied to that table, from what I understand. Yeah, I mean, this is my first cruise, so I'm kind of, uh, uh, you know, with everyone else just learning all of this stuff. So, you know, well, there's still I, things I, out there that.
2: Yeah, I can answer a lot of these questions. I went on the Board Game Geek cruise a couple of years back. Fun, fun, fun. And um, uh, Dice Tower cruise and, and that type of thing. So, yeah, w- everything you're saying so far is good if if it wasn't odd, kicking in the shin under right. the table. And the other yeah.
0: thing you can do is, is and, and there's there's differing opinions on this that I've been l- reading online, and our, our good buddy Steve Cullison, uh, who's kind of spearheading this along along with RMS, um, has been posting some things like, you know, is the drink pass worth it? Because yeah. you can buy like an alcoholic drink pass. It's like, I think it's like 80 bucks a day or something. Um, but that means you have to drink quite a bit. And, and uh, But there's also one that I'm going to buy that is a soda pass, and it's like eight bucks a day and then you drink all the soda you want and then if i want drinks i'll just pay for those individually
1: so i think the the only most drinks are free so like uh uh, not except sodas so like um basic coffee not your like you know um milkshake coffee for fruit coffees but like coffee juice um water teas those are all free and unlimited and then um sodas are you get them at the bar and then uh drinks like alcoholic drinks are also at the bar per drink and there are two packages there's a yeah there's a, a soda package and a um, alcohol beverage package that you can buy. In addition, um, And if you just want like like one or two sodas a day, um, you can just buy those individually. You don't have to buy the package to get soda. And um, but all your meals are covered. If you want to go above and beyond, like there's like some really fancy steakhouses and sushi places on the ship that are like 30 bucks a person extra for a meal. But those are like fine dining. And um, you know we might do that one night or not. But the um, you will not go hungry. The yeah, like, twenty buffets, 24 hour pizza, the buffet. And um, the only other expenses, so so the all all expenses thrown in, so you know you get you got to get make your way to New Orleans, um, so travel is on you to to and from New Orleans, um, and then the gratuity is an extra hundred bucks, um, probably. Um, you can pay that individually, but if we do if we all do it like beforehand. We get a lot more flexibility to run the con at the dining tables the way we want to. And that's that'd be a cool thing. Um and then um any excursion. So you can get off the ship for the three days. Our our stops are kind of amazing. They're Montego Bay, Jamaica. So you Can't can go wait. you can go visit Bob Marley's house. Uh you can go have some fun in Montego Bay. The uh next stop is Grand Cayman. Which, I mean, you know, get there before global warming raises the tides too high and it all goes underwater. Um, gorgeous spot. And then the third stop is Cozumel, Mexico. And that kind of goes back to what I was telling about. But, you know, if you look on our map where the high water islands are, we're going to be like shipping, sailing right through them. And um, then the hint at what's going on in the Cenotes in the Yucatan Peninsula, Cozumel's right there. So there are. Extra uh, excursions, There's, you can either buy them through Car- Carnival or through Kim has a link for some cheaper ones um, through a different company. And the excursions can vary up. Yeah, I think the most expensive one's kind of like 100 bucks a day. If, yeah,
0: one of the ones she posted was like 150
1: bucks, $150, bucks. so something like that. And those are, if you want a guided tour of something, um, you don't have to do any of those. If you want to just go and hang out in and do whatever you want, on any of those locations, that's no extra cost. Doesn't cost you anything to get off the ship and get on the ship. But if you want to go do like swimming with the manatees, right? You which
0: go... is Grand Cayman, I'm, I am, I'm signing up for that and, one. And
2: that one was super cheap. Uh, yeah, it was got, like fifty bucks. Yeah, she got that uh, screaming deal because yeah, anywhere else she goes swimming with anything, it's like a hundred bucks without thinking about it. Oh, yeah. So that one's a good deal. Yeah, I'll be signing up for that one most definitely.
1: Yeah. And I think there was like a two-tank dive scuba one with. Carnival that was like i mean, probably 190 something like that, and I'm like that's actually pretty good for scuba because the you know, two tanks worth is pretty good. Um, but if you don't want to do that, you, and you or if you want to book your own, like those are all optional. So those, um, and those make sense. Like if you if you really want to get, you know go on on the uh, the excursion, so those that's really all the costs. There's nothing really hidden. The uh, savages aren't taking a back end cut. Like literally, your savage pass is what we're dealing with, and um, so we're not booking, we're not padding the bill anywhere. And um, we just want to have a really fun event that's pretty open, transparent, and fun. And amazingly enough, I think we've done spectacular results for a very decent price. Like, looking at the uh, – we've got news coming up on, like, all the conventions we're going to go to this year. And I'm spending more money to go to Atlanta and to Indianapolis than I'm going to be spending to go to the Savage Cruise. Um, And, you know, just because there's just, you know, the the realities of travel and staying. I mean, like, the – the five sixty five per bed um, is literally your, your room and your food for seven full days. That's pretty good. I mean, good. If,
0: you go to, if you go to Gen Con and you get a downtown connected room, if you're lucky enough to be, even be able to get one of those, you're paying between 400 and $500 a night. Yeah, it's ridiculous. For a hotel
1: room. Right, so that's the thing. It's like the I mean, we're just looking at like we we went and looked at other cruises too, and we're like, you know, God, we got a really good location, a really good number of days, a decent time to travel. Like we're going in January twenty sixth to February second. Yeah, I, think, so I it's, think that's
0: actually a good time of the year right? to go to the to go to the Caribbean, get
1: out of the country, go visit you know the warm waters of the Caribbean. It'd be fantastic. So the well, um, and I was
0: going to say too that that you know uh, it, it's a savage cruise, it's gaming, but. You don't I mean, don't you? Don't have to game all the time. We're gonna have a schedule, and we're gonna let people sign up for games, and there'll be some drop-in games and things like that. But there's gonna be plenty of other things. Oh, it's to a fully functional cruise, like and, unlike
1: some of the chartered cruises where you just have to do what the entertainment that the you know the the people who charter the cruises like. You guys have access to all of the regular carnival right. stuff while you're there. I mean, there. It, like I
0: said, it's my first cruise ever, and so I I, I will I will tell you. I, I mean, I'm not gonna play and run all the time. I'm gonna go do. Cruisy things that I've never done before.
2: Uh, when when I went on that board game beat cruise, uh, yeah, it it was hard sometimes to get back in the board game room because when you're in places like St. Thomas and uh, you're in you know places that you know like Nassau and you, you're you're enjoying the day so much and especially when you get a balcony room, which my wife and I are getting a balcony room for Savage Cruise, only way to do
1: it. No, um, no, we're, we're going cheap-ass inside. And, I'm know. going,
2: yep, inside, cheap oh. as I can get. Yeah, you, are, you are welcome to take a look at our balcony room sometime during the cruise and go, damn.
0: Oh, but we're not allowed to go in and on the balcony. We're just allowed <laughs> to look in through it. the door. Don't touch it. You can look in through our door.
2: Um, yeah, 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 that probably is the case. But uh, what's, what's amazing is you do get caught up in the whole cruise itself. A moving hotel with all-you-can-eat food it's amazing.
1: Oh, I have to lose weight before we go just so I can gain it back on the cruise like that's gonna yeah. be yeah yeah I was yeah. thinking the same thing uh,
2: we, we had one of the uh, evenings where they had lobster and they happened to have some extra lobster and uh, yeah you know five lobster tails Yeah that happened. Oh nice that happened.
1: Yeah, so about that, like we've got, so on the gaming end, so we've talked about, about the fun end. On the gaming end, this is actually an amazing Savage Worlds event. This will be one of the largest Savage Worlds conventions ever, uh, the, way we're, the, the way the numbers are looking out. So we've got um, Shane Hensley himself. He will be running some games, uh, some epic 12 person games, in fact. And uh, so Shane will I be. Available. 10 person now. Oh it's ten, ten. It's, oh, it's 10 now. Oh, oh <coughs> 10, because only a, F- Fox put his name on both of them. Only a 10-person <laughs> game. <laughs> the Carl um, Kiesler is going to be running a full suite. And then from, and you know, you know Carl Char- has done amazing. Like Not only has he done all the games that he can't actually, can actually sell, like, you know, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, because, you know... It's all the properties of whatever. Um, Goonies
0: meets Goonies versus Ghostbusters. Yeah, versus
1: Ghostbusters, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, 70s and 80s. Sin City. Sin City and Savage Six Guns and Trailer Park Shark Attack and all those crazy games. So he's going to be there running a ton of games. And he's just a cool person to hang out with. So um, we also have... Um, the three of us around the table, and you'll recognize us from Buccaneer through Hell and High Water, obviously. Um, SWAT spells Weapons and Tactics. We're going to kickstart that uh, next year, probably right after the cruise, um, and also Bureau Thirteen. So Dustin Hatchett, Chris Fox, and myself, Christopher Landauer, will all be running games. Um, Steve Kellison, who is our major liaison with our travel agent, he's gone on like nine of these cruises before yeah. with the, with uh, Kim, yeah, and um, he's he's working on SWAT. So you'll actually you'll actually probably be able to play a SWAT game run by a police officer that's pretty cool that's my hope Right, we've got um, Eric Lamoureux. Um You'll recognize him from he worked on Buccaneer, but he's also done Winter Eternal, Forget About It, and of course the wildly successful Wise Guys. He's going to be running yeah, from ju- uh,
0: just what just insert imagination, just insert imagination. Yep.
1: So he will be on the cruise, or running games. You can get to meet him, um, Daryl Hayhurst. Uh, he's worked on Torg and, uh, Torg Eternity, those highly successful Kickstarters. Um, the for Savage Worlds, the Codex and Furnace. Uh, which is like the guide to hell. And there's a this, uh, sequel to that, which is like the guide to angels and heaven um, wrath and glory that just came out. Um, ninja crusade. So Daryl's been around. Um, he'll be joining us. Um, our new best friend. I actually haven't met him in person yet, but um, Tim early who's putting out holler, the Appalachian apocalypse we talked about last time. He is currently signed up to join us. And then all of the, again, all subjects to change. We can't guarantee who's going to be there in case, the you know, family stuff comes up or whatever, but um, this is the current lineup. Um, Great guy, Jack Emmert. He's done Weird Wars, Rome, Race Romana, The Extraterrestrials, Trinity Battleground. He signed up. Uh, Matthew Orwig from um, the Black Hack and Slash and the Anthropomorphic Fighting Animal Hack. Um, let's see. Oh, we're working on Gilbert, the uh, Gilbert Gallo might be joining us. Gonna, uh, we're gonna do what we
0: can. Yeah, so We've we, got got we, got we got some plans. We got a
1: plan. We have got some plans. Some sponsorships for Gilbert. So Pinnacle is sponsoring Carl Kiesler, and we figured, hey, there's a lot of really awesome Savage Worlds aces that are in Europe. Probably a little too far to come join us for the cruise, um, but we want them involved in what's going to be like one of the awesomest Savage Worlds events ever, so there is an opportunity to sponsor Gilbert. He will run your game if you help sponsor him, and if you sponsor him at a higher enough level, he'll actually write a game for you and that you can publish. So... If we can get Gilbert's scheduled filled with sponsorships, we will uh, announce you guys as aces, uh, as sponsors of the cruise and, uh, and sponsors of, of Gilbert's game. So if we can get that to happen, um, I'll be emailing some, some uh, sponsorships uh, shortly, some information on that. So we might even get Gilbert. And Gilbert, of course, not only did he do Voodoo Pirates, which pre- pre- uh, predecessed, uh, precessed, pre- predated. Um, Buccaneer. He did Buccaneer. Um, he's done Sancta the Sanctorum, Kung Fu Adventures, Olympus Inc., Mythos, Rockopolis, SWAT, Wise Guys, like the Juju Machine. Um, so if we can get him to come, that'll be amazing too. And um, another cool name you've heard from Savage Worlds that's a very strong possibility is Cheyenne Wright. So... I don't know if we're going to get him to run for us yet, but um, the dude's a, an amazing artist. I was say artist extraordinaire right? on and, Savage Worlds. Yeah, you know, it was really set the tone for a lot of Savage greatness. And um, so that's that's currently, you know, subject to change, no guarantees, but um, who we think we're going to have running games for us. So we are and that full. And that's just
0: like the ones we know, because we've got 90 people, and we're just waiting right now for a few things to fall into place. And then we're going to put out, basically, to everyone going this, these are our game times. If you want to run, sign up. We'll get all of that taken care of, and then we'll put something out to everyone again saying, okay, this is who's running when. What do you want to play?
1: Right. So, yeah, so we're going to actually probably by the time this episode drops, we will open up uh, Game Master submissions for our Game Masters, and we'll allow them a, a couple of weeks to, you know, uh, figure out their schedules and see what, what they want to play as well because we want to make sure that, you know, we're not going to just work everyone to death and you get to play in some great games too. But we'll, we'll figure out the, you know, let those schedules uh, settle in before we open it up to to um, player signups. But I mean, this thing is full steam ahead. I mean, 100 players, uh, probably 100 players already um, by the time this episode comes out. Uh, you name it, some great Savage Worlds names, a couple other in the wings just to see if things work out. Um, I mean, Totally, totally a, a really good time. So uh, once again, sa- uh, SavageCruise.com. You can get in for as little as like $565. Um, yeah, do it. Come join us. Have some fun. It'll be an amazing event, and um, we look forward to seeing you guys. We sometime. also have
0: our Facebook page. Oh, yes. Savage, Savage Cruise 2020 Facebook page. Yeah, so look up. And so there's information on there. And I think it's just straight
1: up Facebook slash Savage Cruise. Yeah. And um, yeah, the information, the scheduling, the FAQ. Uh, Is all on there for all the other information you guys might need. There is a payment plan, and um, so I think now you can put down like was it like a $250 deposit, and uh, then make payments between now and then uh, the end of the year. Yeah, and that's
0: what uh, that's what I'm doing is I'm I'm on a payment plan, so basically, you know, it's just a little bit every month, and I'll be all paid for here uh, in not too long of a time.
1: So, yeah, we're, we're we're super excited that this is going to be, like, one of the coolest Savage things ever. And um, so much other good stuff we can't even tell you about yet. But, yeah, uh, that's the Savage Cruise. So, join us on that, and um, it'll be a good time. So, on the Savage Cruise, one thing that we're probably all going to either be playing or running in is the other big news we got coming up. Because there's a huge Kickstarter, Friday the 13th of September, Bureau 13. So, Dustin, project manager on Bureau 13. What's going on?
2: Well, currently, uh, we are working with the amazing Carl Kiesler to give us that sex appeal, the way he does amazing things, that voodoo that he does so well. um, Amazing. A joy to work with him. Uh, He's taking some of the assets that Guy Davis created for us, uh, which were amazing as well, some of the different um, fun little artifacts, we should call them, uh, to seed through the book and Carl is working his magic. Uh, we After Gen Con, we will be working with uh, Charles as well to get some fabled environments set up for Bureau 13. Uh, these I, I have some fun things in mind, and I know he will hit it out of the park.
1: Yeah, for you, for you guys not in the know, Bureau 13 is one of the OG role-playing systems. Um, it, it came out... Uh, what, 82. 82, jeez. Um, it's it's forty, it's forty, and um, almost forty, and it'll be forty by the time we get you your books. The um, so for the fortieth anniversary, guys, um, and it, 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 a really great system that it, it innovated. Um, Richard Tuholka, um was the guy the genius behind it, and um, right, Tritech Games, Tri-Tech Games, and uh, uh, David Boop met up with him and uh, fell in love with the system and decided to bring it to fruition to Savage Worlds, and um, it, it, it had the FBI agents investigating the paranormal before X-Files. In fact, like, it's pretty clear that X-Files stole the name X-Files from Bureau 13. Um, You know, it had the supernatural kids running around in a van looking at the supernatural and fighting angels and demons before supernatural. Like, you know, it it was a very weirdness kitchen sink setting um, that allowed you to be agents of various stripes in a secret government organization sound like uh, a men in black, anybody, um, you know, before men in black. So, you know, uh, crossed off a lot of those are or, or seated. A lot of those cool ideas into the collective consciousness way back when, and we're bringing it back for, for Savage Worlds um, Kickstarter again is September 13th, Friday the 13th. And um, there's a lot of stuff. If you haven't connected with it yet, there's a lot of stuff out there already for you guys to just go consume. So, the first thing is a cool little animatic. We had um, uh, Ms. Taylor Gutierrez, uh, a great a, a artist. She put together an animated an animatic where a couple of us um, voice acted on it. So we've got uh, Ms. Chelsea Kramer, who did all the, the voice directing i myself was on it awful i hate listening to myself perform like i can't even listen to the podcast after we create it because it's like oh my voice is you know the whole your own voice sounds awful to you but the um guy davis did some voices um daniel moen david boop himself uh joe Malouf, who's an actual police officer played a police officer it's fantastic and um joseph quick uh all did some voices for it so you can check out the animatic um on Bureau 13 Savage Worlds or on Long Shot Productions on uh, YouTube, there's a cool animatic for it. And then uh, even oh, and, and prizes go out to who can identify who we are mocking with the two hosts of the show, um, two famous Hollywood directors. You you might recognize who they are. I mean, the the other guy who did the voice, acting for the other Hollywood director, did a fantastic job. So his should be pretty easy. Um, mine is also like fat bearded dude. So that's just, that's what I brought to the role. It wasn't so much the voice, but, you know, just being fat and bearded. So, uh, and cussing.
2: Yeah, so you, you brought so much to that role. Let me tell you, I'm <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You, you, you are that role in so many ways. Is, is, did that come out right? A oh, okay. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, Chasing Buffet, uh, <laughs> the name of my first movie, breakthrough movie. The um, So actual talented people you can watch um, do an amazing job. Saving Throw. The awesome people at Saving Throw had, were gracious enough to explore the new Bureau 13 with their... RPG Exploration Society. So, producer Zom, Dom Zook, who we had out here at our last convention, amazing dude. He does have the best beard. I mean, I was giving shit about it before, but you know, the um, it
0: was the, just it was beard envy. It was Landauer. It
1: truly was. I, I've grown my own beard another inch just to compensate, and uh, still not cool enough. The but uh, uh, Dom did an amazing job producing it, and then of course uh, Jordan Caves Callerman was the game master. There are clips that I mean, we're gonna have to. You you need to watch the whole thing. It's a couple hours. It's worth every minute of it. But there's this every time Jordan has to talk in Manfish, I, I mean it's
2: the goggles put it over the top.
1: <laughs> yeah, there are props. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's a fantastic I mean the thing with Bureau 13 is is it's all of all of the other kind of shows took it in a very serious direction, you know. Uh, X-Files, Men in Black, Supernatural. Supernatural kind of got the right vibe. Um, but it kind of went more towards uh, dark, morose, serious. Whereas Bureau 13's always had this real strong ir- ir- irony and just tongue-in-cheek uh, quality to shtick. it. Shtick. The shtick, right? Mm. And uh, they hit it out of the park. Uh, it was, you know, it was fantastic. So uh, Megan Caves also played on it, and um, some cool people who I haven't yet seen on um, on Saving Throw. Um, Ashlyn Rose played a were Chinchilla,
2: which I've seen her on some of the D and D she does, and she she is a chameleon in this. She embraced that character, and then of course did the makeup and hair accordingly and uh was fantastic and if you compare her performance in this to some of the stuff she does on D&D it's amazing it, the there's untapped comedic potential that she has we need more comedy role playing games because there are people who want them and you can tell uh, oh yeah,
1: yeah right and like i love what they're doing with ETU mm-hmm. um but it's just not as funny yes. I mean, not that it needs to be but i mean the um, Ashlyn and then tyler Rhodes, i haven't seen him before and oh my god what a revelation that dude he had he played one of our russian the russian ghost mm-hmm. amazing uh, i mean he stayed in character the entire time speaking in the dialect and just hilarious one liners and
2: from from a production standpoint when we came up with those characters we had fleshed them out a little bit but once again seeing them live played and what those folks brought to them informed us what we need to do in this game as well having a live playthrough like that is such a collaborative experience I recommend it to anyone it is wonderful to see something that you've been working on for a long time that's in play test playtesting a lot right now and having basically a blind playtest what we gave to them and what they ran with uh that is a fantastic thing uh to to be able to see and saving throw is providing a wonderful service to the community by doing these things
1: yeah, you know, and the I, I loved how I mean we we've seen this run and like Dustin's running at, at a local convention. I'm going to be running it at, at, at Dragon Con, um, which is another one of our announcements. I ran um, one. Uh, Mister Fox ran his, and I was thinking when you two ran it, it was very very different on how the groups figured this one out. Yeah, because
0: we we ran we ran the same adventure, right? But just two different groups.
2: No, no, the one that you ran was the um, Lakeside Lakeside. Oh, Amusement I thought you Park. I thought
0: you ran that one as well. Somebody else has run the Lakeside
2: one. Um, just you and I, okay. Uh, doing the lakeside one. Uh, this was the Walnut Creek one that Lee had run, right? Um, and I had ran as well.
1: Lee but, Langston, one of the guys in yeah, the
2: local. Lee Lee Langston and I have very different GM styles, and then Jordan has a completely different GM style. That was so fun to see how that all plays out.
1: Oh, he he plays the the old lady in oh. the diner. And just embodied it. It was so fantastic. I
2: I played the same character and made her, you know, almost like leave it to Bieber's mom and all nice and, oh, be careful of this and, oh, I'm going to burn your food and, oh, watch out. And then the way he played it, same exact character. And it it was like uh, if – Uh, You know, uh, this may, uh, you know, Mel and Alice, you know, from uh, that old TV show, if you combine those two characters and then added some more grease and two more like levels of attitude, I mean, what he brought to that was nuts. And it was so funny.
1: Yeah, and the way they play, I mean, like the the um, Nick Levy also joined the cast, and he's he was a revelation as well. I haven't haven't seen him on on the Saving Throws, and and just their choices, the choices they made on how to solve what was up, were fantastic and just drastically different than we've seen, um, you know, in another another playtest. So it's really fun seeing that. It's really fun just seeing like something, you know, and and again this this Walnut Creek. Um, is is the classic, original introductory adventure. So we kind of brought it back for Savage Worlds. And uh, I think for the Kickstarter, we're going to do a Return to Walnut Creek as well, kind of our own update on it. And um, so there wasn't a whole lot we could do. I mean, we, we want to pay homage to the original Richard work um, with this adventure, and just seeing how three different you know, Game Masters run it. Um, but, yeah, that's a, a fantastic episode. So it's on um, their YouTube. We'll link that as well. And then um, you'll find it on our Facebook page. Uh, we've got uh, Bureau13SW, so facebook.com forward slash Bureau, B-U-R-E-A-U, 13 S W. That is our Bureau Thirteen Facebook page. Just put it up like today, um, so follow us on on that Facebook page if you want some updates uh, before we get to the Kickstarter, and uh, and check that out. It's it's the the adventure they played is in the free jumpstart we've already released. So TriTac Legacy has the free Walnut Creek uh, jumpstart up on Drive Through RPG. Again, link will we'll have a link in the comments and on the post on our. Savagecast.com webpage, but the um, or if you go to SavageTheNightFantastic.com, so SavageTheNightFantastic.com, that will always point you to where we want want you to go. So for right now, it's pointing to Tritech Legacies page where we've got some posts up, some uh, uh, news. Uh, what do you call them? Press releases about our team, what we've been doing over the last you know year and a half. Um, a link on the webpage to the drive-through RPG. Uh, or even just a direct download there to the the free jumpstart. So if you like what you see on the Saving Throw Cruise playthrough, you can run that adventure for your home group right now. It comes with a complete set of characters, uh, the adventure, and then a couple hints about what we're going to do with the system for Savage Worlds.
2: And if you decide to download that jumpstart and really get into it and play it with your crew... Uh, definitely give us feedback and uh, we'll give you some extra assets uh, and some fun things with a little play test package we have put together. If you want to go down that road with us and I'm putting the offer out there now, if you want your name in the playtester credits, definitely play test that jumpstart, give us feedback and uh, you could get your name in a book too.
1: Right. And that's kind of the cool thing that the you know, Fox and I have been like, our goal was, you know, when we decided to go into publishing we're like let's bring as many folks along with us as possible i mean like the you know the the hard work that brett put in on buccaneer that that fox really uh, augmented and i came in a little bit at the end to add a few things and then all of the work that charles helped us do i mean like we we've, we've seen how how hard it actually is it really is difficult to 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 you know break that first the first cherry of rpg publishing And there's just so much native talent we have here at the Savages and so many people we've met along the way that are just like, you know, your stuff needs to get out there. The the stuff that's getting published isn't any better than the stuff you guys run for us. And, you know, in a lot of ways, it's less interesting. So um, that's a great way to get into the industry is playtest. You know, run the games, provide your feedback. And, um, you know, that's – we've got stuff for SWAT, which we'll talk about in a second. But, you know, um, one of our playtesters there, Jan Jetmar, has been – and amazingly proactive on on the play test, and you know I can see you know, if he comes up with some more great stuff to add, you know putting him in the credit and paying him for some words to produce because it's it's you know some people find mistakes, some people you know find where you've made a uh, an error in judgment or something is unclear, and other people like as part of their play test they find a creative outlet and, and kind of, you know, it just seeds their imagination and they kind of go wild and it's like, Hey, then let's have you do a one sheet. Let's have you do an adventure. And that's, that's a great way to get into the industry is, you know, start there, volunteer to edit, volunteer to read, volunteer to play test. And, um, you know, and start showing that kind of thing, you know, uh, you know, uh, pay your dues is kind of one of those things. I mean, that's a good way of paying dues in the sense that like, you know, it's not, it's not, you don't owe it to the community, but it's a great way of, of like, who's going to say no? Who's going to say no to you? Like, I really want to look at your stuff. I really want to comment on it. I want to help you out with it. Well, someone going to say, yeah, no. I, you know, I mean, it's, you know, your your, your yeses are going to be a lot more readily coming than it'd be, oh, pay me for my brilliant idea. No, no, no. You know, get involved. See what it's like. You know, see what the back end of of, of the the role-playing industry is like. And um, and if it's, if it's good, we'll uh, we'll throw your name on it. If it's great, we'll uh, figure out how to you know work you into to more, and that's more stuff. That's what I was
0: going to say. Is is, uh, you know, Rock Mountain Savages LLC. I mean, we're looking for people to publish. So if you have something out there that you think, uh, hey, I need to get this published, contact us. We'll give you our contact information at the end of the show. Uh, let us know because I mean, we're we're a new publisher, so we're doing our own things. But we like. Like Landauer said, we want to bring people in. So if you have stuff that you're looking to get published, uh, you know, reach out to us. Let us know. Let us take a look at it. Let's let's work together, and and let's get let's get stuff published.
1: Right, and that's kind of one of our ideas, and that, and that's why I mean we're a good crew on this show because all three of us are really involved in multiple aspects of that of this endeavor. Is is we're looking our our big picture notion is that um, the community we've created here in, in Denver is special. Um, Let's use it to branch out into, um, you know, reach new audiences. And between the convention experience and the board game and the industry experience Dustin brings to the table, the Savage Worlds cred and history that Fox has building the Savages, and my persistence in nagging people to get them to do what I want to do, I think we've got a pretty good crew. Um, to just, uh, we've seen we've seen how hard it is to to to, to start stuff and to get stuff. Um, into the right eyes into the right hands. And so we you know we we want we want it's it, it's just as easy for us to help promote you as long as helping promote ourselves. And it, it really does. None of this is competitive. We you know it is all um multi what's a, a good word? pollinating. I mean, yeah, the, the more the more stuff we put out in the air, the more stuff happens. And um so you know, kind of one of our goals is looking at the other aces and seeing like how can we how can we get more aces into distribution? How can we get more aces to the point where their Kickstarters are large enough and successful enough where they get options that we didn't have when we started? Like, you know, for Buccaneer, you know, we went through drive um, DriveThruRPG RPG print on Demand because that was the option we were large enough at the time to handle. But it's not a great option if you really wanna have a legacy product. If you wanna have a product that says it's an evergreen product, meaning that it's it's available in stores, you know, year after year or for multiple years for multiple printings. You know, there are certain strategies that are better to follow if you want a product that 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 gets there. And we see more of that in the board game sector than we do in the RPG sector. There's only a handful of RPG companies that are really in a position to keep their products on shelves. Whereas a lot of us are, you know, in, in RPGs, especially as, as, as nascent, you know, tiny publishers, we're kind of happy to see our name in print. Well, we've done that once. Our name's in print. Our name's on a book. Great. We've checked that off. Now let's make sure that this is this goes from being a successful Kickstarter and a successful published book to something a line a line that we can keep going for years or you know a business or an industry that you know that, that can play a bigger part and um, you know Dustin is definitely on top of that as far as board games go and, and a lot of the board games have done a better job than RPGs have they're they're just a couple years ahead of the curve on figuring out China figuring out shipping figuring out imports and also just the the general how tos like, how much can I sell a book for versus how much does it cost you know to deliver, to get it printed from China, and then plus the overhead cost. What do those numbers have to look like if I want to do a second printing and a third printing and a fourth printing? And where does the money have to come from? And when, when does the money have to come from? The board game people are all over this. They are sharing this information. They're talking about it. They know the right multipliers. And the role-playing people, I think, are still a little more in their heads about... You know they'll talk more about the individual games, but not about the business side. And we're like, let's not do that. Let's 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 make sure that other people don't fall in the same you know little traps we fell into. Or they learn you know we learned the lesson, so we'll teach it. And um, so we've got some we have we have we, have, we haven't fully come out with it, but we have a project Brutes Bootstrap, which is an initiative between all of us, and we're gonna we're gonna present it to the Aces as kind of a community building knowledge base on best practices. On how to how do we grow the Ace community so that all of our books look as good, play as good, and are as profitable as like Pinnacle books? You know, we are the, the bar has been raised. I mean, it is it is undoubtedly a quality control issue that we are competing with the best in the business. Um, you know, we no, n- none of us can afford to put out you know crap, and because the expectation from the players are there. Well, we we have some knowledge now on how you how you make that happen. So we're gonna be presenting that to the ACEs and kind of a you know, just on, on how to how we all do better in, in in the industry. So the um that's kind of one of our, our things to look out for is the bootstrap plan. And part of that is not only just best practices and sharing resources and sharing, you know, knowledge about where to go where to go for printing, but also um, you know, we're looking at like our overseas partners and there's a lot of great RPGs out there that are from non-US publishers that, for instance, can't get access to Kickstarter. And that's unfortunate because we see some great games go to Indiegogo and they either they don't fund or they don't fund as spectacularly as they would if they were on Kickstarter. And we're like, well, how do we fix that? So we have a solution for that. So we're gonna, we're gonna we're in talks now with some from some overseas publishers on how we can partner with them logically to um, you know, one, make sure that the books get delivered and get, you know, and, and get through the pipeline and everyone's satisfied. but just open up that market to some of those guys. I mean, that seems like a, a very logical thing to do. So that's an initiative we're, we're looking into now. So more on that later. But you know we're excited. We're excited to bring you guys along this whole little venture. It's a us. journey. It's right? a
0: journey, you know it, it was really funny because t- today I was uh, getting ready to leave work and I stopped by our manager's office and was talking about some things and he was talking about all the all the home projects he had to do and I just mentioned that I'm on a bunch of projects right now and we're going to talk about a few more of those here in just a minute and he just and I just said you know they're they're the role playing projects and he says uh, so are you doing that for for fun or for money and I said well that's the million dollar question right there he said you do it because you love to do it. You don't do it to become rich, but hopefully you make some money doing it.
1: Right. And that's the thing is, like, I mean, you know, none of these ideas are there to, to line our pockets. They're simply, if we do it right, everything works better. I mean, if you're, if you're putting in the same effort and and produce the same quality product and you can turn a profit and get a second printing and a third printing, it just makes it better for everyone. Right? It just makes it better for everybody. I mean, like the, you know, uh, you know we, we learned after Buccaneer for the same amount of money we raised. If we would have budgeted in, like, yeah, we gotta gotta go to Asia, we gotta, you know, work some a lot of more logistics, and we we weren't ready at the time, but now we're ready. We for the same money raised, we could have done a second printing and got it in distribution and gotten more eyes on it, and um, you know, and we don't consider Buccaneer a a, a non-success because of it, but it's like, but wait a minute, we could have done that too, and that could have funded more things, and you know, and so it's just like you know, for the same, we see other people doing the same choices we made because they they were the right choices for the information we had, but like. Now we have more information, we have more context. And um, I mean that's why you talk a little bit about like you've gone to like, how many conventions this year? you've got a gamma? And
2: I've done now uh, at least five. so <laughs> and, and-, and these are regional conventions too. I do everything from the brand new uh, Cheyenne game convention that was a one day that they're now going to span to two days, and the Cheyenne gaming community is incredible. And they've always driven all the way down to Denver to do everything. And they wanted to start their own thing. And what they're starting up there is incredible. So we it, they've always been supportive of Denver. It's now time for Denver to be supportive of Cheyenne. And then the next step was when I was out at Gamma you have now 500 retailers who are at Gamma, the most they had ever had, and each of those cities at each of those game stores in wants to have a game convention or a game gathering. They want to run it. They want to get it going. The groundswell is here.
0: And Dustin, real quick, just for people who don't know what does gamma stand for? And what uh, is Game gamma? Game
2: Manufacturers Association. And they have a trade show meeting that happens in Reno, Nevada. They also run Origins, the same, the same group does. And so one is a trade show, the other one is their consumer show. And they uh, do amazing things for this industry. And they they tend to not get the credit that they deserve for the help that they're able to provide to everyone. And it is it is a fantastic group to be a part of. You could get in there for a $50 yearly membership and get access to all their details.
0: I'm thinking um, that's something uh, RMS needs to do. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's, exactly. It's, that's what we're doing.
2: And going to... Um, they do also at Gen Con, uh, they have a day before Gen Con, another kind of industry, talking with educators and they they called a trade day uh, talking with other businesses. So that happens before Gen Con even goes and to make those contacts and talk to those individuals helps you understand what you need to bring to market uh, and how to do it. And the resources are wonderful out there and they're not expensive because we all are in this together. One of the great things about the gaming industry in general is There's no secrets. Everyone's wide open on what's happening and what's going on because we're all in it together. Uh, Most of our manufacturing is all from the same type of uh, realm and the distributors and everyone talks to everyone about everything. And if you're not asking the questions, they don't give them to you, but you go ask and you get all the information you need. It's that simple.
1: Right, and there's a lot, a lot of things that, like, you know, when you're ignorant and just starting, like, you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, why 16 pages is an important thing in the publishing industry, and the difference between weights of papers and whether it's gloss or math finish. Like, these things don't sound important, you know, when you're like, I'm worried about the crunch and the rules and the art, uh, but then you realize, like, these things make a difference in the quality of your product, the perceived quality of your product, and then the longevity of your product. And, um, you know, for instance, like, uh, uh, I was at the uh, Gamers Haven the other day, and they're they're a great gaming store down in Colorado Springs, and they've always supported the conventions really hard, and they've got a, a decent Savage World section. And I pulled off a book um, that I you know I had known Kickstarted, and I looked at it and I'm like you know, uh, book done by someone who's been in the industry a long time should know better, and I'm like, God, they went through drive through RPG print on demand on this, and for the price that's on this book. They can't be making any money on the sale of this book at this store. There's, you know, and the and the paper, the printing wasn't the best quality, and the paper wasn't the best quality. I'm like, you know, I, I get it. I, I I get that that that's a an option, but why why are you making that mistake when you could have gotten better bindings, better paper, um, you, know, you know, thicker cover, better, and you know, the art would look better. And it would have been cheaper if you'd just gone the other route. And I'm pretty sure there was a big enough Kickstarter to justify all this. So I'm, I'm not going to go and like, you know, uh, the stores aren't going to give you the money back for free. They want their 40% cut. And the distributors aren't going to give you the money back for free. They want their 10% cut. And, you, you know, you're sitting there down like, well, gosh, oh, yeah, i got to produce it and i am going to take all the risk. And it's like, well, if you just do it this way instead, if you just lay the groundwork, you can actually, you know, Get your costs down low enough for a better quality book, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, I don't begrudge the the light source, and that's the guys behind Drive Through RPG book that we've got for Buccaneer. But, you know, we've had like, I don't know one or two people out of like three or four hundred, um, you know, complain like yeah that the, the bindings already dried out. It's like, well shit, you know that's not good. You know, one they've been playing with it, which is great, but it's just like you know if we could have done a stitched binding, maybe that would have lasted another two three years. Um, you know, the little things like that where it's just like. We could, you know, you you could get the better quality. You could get the better book. And um, so, you know, why not? Like, why not get, you know, 60, 70, 70, 80% of the aces to be able to produce there? Um, You know, I I mean, I think... Some people think I've got pie in, the high, high, pie in the sky, whatever, you know, ideals that we're going to, you know, these things are all going to be worth it. But I'm like, you know, I, I see the quality that Savage Worlds community is putting out, and it's amazing. I mean, I don't think there's another community that's doing as cool of a stuff right now. And I'm sure, like, the OSR people think that they're all hot crap and they're winning a bunch of, you know, or voting each other a bunch of awards. But I'm like, the Savage Worlds community is putting out the most diverse, interesting products in the RPG sector. They just there really isn't anything comparable. You know, you can play so many diverse things. I mean, not only what Pinnacle's doing, but all of the Aces just, I mean, it's astounding the, the amount of diversity that's going out out of there. And they're not all clones of the same stuff. I mean, to me, a lot of the OSR stuff looks like, you know, it just looks like very similar to the other OSR stuff. And, um, whereas, I mean, just, you know, the, the, the breadth and depth and all kind of stuff, like, well, why don't we just do this better? Why don't we, why don't we make sure that this is a sustainable model and that we're going to be all going to be doing this you know, in 10 years from now. So that's kind of a cool thing. So the, um, let's see, where can we find you next, guys? Like, Fox, you're heading off to? Heading off to Italy
0: in September.
1: So any of our gamers, any of the Italiani who want to meet up with Fox and play some games while he's in Italy?
0: Yeah, I'll be in Bari for six days, uh, starting on the 17th of September. Uh, i be in Florence for three days, and I'll be in Rome for three
1: days. So yeah, I mean, if you want to give, give Fox a tour of any of those places. I would love a tour. Um, gaming and playing. Yeah, hit us hit
0: us up at uh, uh, at the the email addresses. We'll give the I'll give those at the end again. Yeah, uproar Yeah, uproar Admin at, at rockymountsavages.com, Rocky Mountain dot uh, Any one of those, and uh, hit me up if you uh, want to be a tour guide because I'm looking for folks to to hang out with.
1: Yeah, we're trying to get Gilbert back over to play here, but now I mean, this is like we are launching the Savage Mommy to Italy.
0: That's right, and that's why I'm I'm staying with Gilbert for six days. Right. Yeah, He's with him a and cool his family He's such a cool for friend. six days.
1: So, yeah, if you want a piece of the mommy, now's your chance, guys. Now's your chance. And um, so that's you. And uh, let's see, Dustin and I are about to head off to Gen Con. This is going to be a crazy road trip. The uh, so I'm the very Gen- sad. Very sad. Right. F- F- Fox has been before. You got to go. You interviewed people. We had a Gen Con interview episode earlier. I did. Mean, I did. have I, never been. I've gone I mean, and I've
2: been seven a, or eight times. Yeah, and I've been a couple times. It's been a little while, but I've, I've been a couple times.
0: Well, for me, it was... It was this year, mm-hmm. Gen Con Italy. Gen Con Italy.
2: Oh, Italy. 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 Mm-hmm. Easy, easy.
0: Italy. Easy. I went to Gen Con last year.
1: The, when, and last year was the 50th. That was a big deal.
0: Uh, no, it was. I think the 50th was the year before, and oh. I missed it.
1: So it was a 50, 50 plus one. Oh, OK, so now we're at 52. Cool. The, um, but yeah, right? So we're going to have a Gen Con this year is August 1st, August 4th. And um, if you want to meet up with me, you can find me at the Carolina Game Tables booth. Uh, in the main hall every day from, like, I don't know, maybe 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. So I'm going to help out Jody and Clint Black, help uh, help sell some game tables. And um, I'll be there so if you want to come by and say hello or stop by for an interview. I'll have my recorder so you can you can appear on the Savage Cast. I'll probably ask you some questions about gaming and Savage Worlds. But that's where you can find me. I'll be there shilling for SWAT, for the Savage Crews, for Bureau 13, for Carolina Game Tables, and... Um, Anything else that we're, I mean, gosh. Well,
2: uh, they're having their shindig Wednesday night that they're Oh, yes, yes, yes. yes.
1: Do not miss out. Okay, so there's the thing called The Stink. Mm -hmm. So The Stink is over, um, it's on Wednesday, the 31st of July, and it's in, I think it's in the... the Pavilion is the name of the building. Um, train station, Union Station, Union Station, Union, Union Station is where it normally is. Yeah. Yes, so there's the stink, and apparently, you can get the, the tickets, I think, are sold out now, but you can still show up. Like, after all the ticketed people go in, they allow in pretty much everybody who's unticketed in, from what I hear. And Jody and Clint will be running Savage Worlds on a Carolina game table in the stink, and I will be there fanboying behind them. So, if you definitely, oh, and I think the Uh, The Saving Throw crew, I think they will be there as well. Um, They're definitely doing an event on the 3rd from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. that I will be at. And their tickets are still available for that. So Saving Throw on the 3rd, the Big Stink on the 31st uh, 31st of July, and then every day in between from 1 to 3 p.m. I'll be at the Carolina Game Tables. And other than that, I think I'll be running games for Envoy. I think... um, uh, Dustin and I are gonna like board game it for some some uh, work for our food and well
2: uh, I'm I'm showing uh, he was just went off about how board games know what they're doing in this industry what's going on I'm gonna show him how that all happens so that way we can apply some of those. Known factors to role playing, and uh, you know, think outside. Well, think outside the box to get role playing. Maybe back inside the box because I loved boxed role playing sets. We need more of that again, and that's where board games and role playing games cross. We can get some parts and pieces and make role playing box sets. I know box
1: sets are so sexy. Box sets are awesome. Like. Oh, oh, okay. I don't have it with me. I, I've let down my fellow creators. But uh, David Boop managed to find online some really cool accessories. A cool accessory. And it's the it's unique. I've never seen one before in, in person. And we're going to try to get it in the box set for Bureau 13. It's pretty damn cool. I mean, that's enough of a hint. It's That's cool. enough of a hint. Yeah. And we've actually, like... We've made some tables in the game that are that are based upon a certain number that resonates with Bureau thirteen, and uh, that kind of ex- take advantage of this amazing little game aid. And um, yeah, we hope it comes We hope we can get the production house to be able to get these in house and done because they're very cool. There's they're breaking geometry. I mean, well, I guess they fix geometry, but there's um, they're just cool. They're cool. So we hope we can do that. I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anymore because I can't promise that we'll get it done. But we are actively, like, translating stuff into Mandarin to get people on the other side of the ocean to make sure that they can make these for us in the quantities and timeline and price point we need. Um, But very cool. Anyways, the – but, yeah, box sets. I mean, like, you get gorgeous art. You get a thing on your shelf that protects all your books and all your maps and all your notes inside. And they just look cool. I mean –
2: And we want to follow up with what Suede is doing right now. That box set. So hot. Is, it's going to be amazing. Is amazing. I cannot wait to get mine. And the sleeve boxes were cool, but a full box set is amazing.
1: And, like, with the expansions, so you can actually put an extra book in it. If you get an extra deluxe book in addition, it'll still fit. With it. Oh, my God, so good. So good. Oh, and those are shipping. Like, um, this is too late because we are recording this the day they said they were closing. Uh, backer the, kit the or backer whatever kit. it's called. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you better have gotten your address right. And because they're shipping. Yeah, jo-
2: Jody had said, we've got like 300 left, which is actually an amazing number. They had their, you know, 5,000 plus folks. And it's amazing from working on other Kickstarter projects that, um, you know, to have 10% of the people never fill out their backer kit and just like totally blow it off. Uh, you know, that happens. Don't be that kind of person to miss out <laughs> on what you paid for. It's yeah, if you so paid 250 horrible. bucks
0: for the box set uh, I'm you probably want to get your box set
2: um I'm gonna call out my uh, uncle on this just because I can <laughs> because he deserves it again Howdy Tim uh, yeah he goes and pays a hundred dollars for Rising Sun and never fills out the pledge manager
1: oh and like what's the MSRP on, on it's all those now
2: things? it's now like 400 bucks of stuff
1: <laughs> yeah 400 bucks of stuff you 400 got him, bucks wow. of stuff
2: and he missed out on it because he just didn't read his emails yeah
0: read those emails.
1: They yeah. send you that stuff for a reason. So if you're hearing this and you forgot to update your address, like, beg Jody's forgiveness. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> right. I'm pretty sure there's an email we can give you that, like, um, I think um, the cool people from Doomtown are actually Christine Lapp. Yeah. Is doing and David, David Lap. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure Christine's handling some of this stuff. So we'll probably include that email. The if uh, I, F, uh, I F'd up, please give me my swat or
2: S O L at right. Pinnacle. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, that's awesome. But that's
1: the thing. The um, you know we're also going to be um, what how, five thousand, like three hundred, something like that. Yeah. An astronomical number of backers. And like all of you who were backers, got SWAT and Bureau 13 in your jump starts. If you don't have them, they're on RPG. Um I think I, know, I think we got another. At this point, I think 360 was like the the current tally of like in addition to the 5,000 some hun- something hundred um, who got the SWAT and Bureau 13 jump starts through Pinnacle. I think I'm keeping track of the SWAT ones. I don't know what the Bureau 13 downloads are, but the SWAT ones are up to 360. That's so amazing. Like, right. So That's amazing. Like, there's like six thousand of you, or five thousand, something 700 or another, seven hundred or some people who have it. So like, play it. Give us feedback. The um, SWATRPG.com, SWATRPG.com. Go there. There's a link to the playtest where you can sign up to be a playtester and.
0: And that's uh, coming later. So we're not. I don't, we're not really.
1: Well, the first playtest is a jumpstart. So right, if you are ready to play playtest the jumpstart, um, yeah, read through
0: the jumpstart, run if the you adventure, run it,
1: sign up to be a playtester, and just give us feedback. And that, the, yeah, the, but there'll be
0: more, a lot more coming. Yeah, we will but be, just in the future.
1: We will be feeding you new stuff. We've got so much cool stuff for SWAT. I mean, there's just like so many ideas that are rolling back in the head and things that are getting developed, and I just it's so cool. But we've got a huge Kickstarter before and no, then now. No. So the um, the second thing is. Um, I'm going to be at Dragon Con with David Boop. Never been in there either. So we're going to Hotlanta August 30th to September 2nd. And on the 30th, I'll be running Bureau 13, the early years. On the 31st, I'll be running Bureau 13, the 1990s. On the 1st of September, I'll be running Bureau 13 2019, and then mixed in on those days, I'm definitely on the 2nd, and then on a couple other days in there, I'll be running SWAT. So if you want to play in SWAT, Spells, Weapons, and Tactics are comedy, parody, fantasy setting that brings the TV show of cops to Lord of the Rings, um, and more. Um, Let's say as our
0: our first little nugget. Right. Of gaming, we've got lots of other ideas for SWAT. Oh,
1: right. The I, I, I so want to see how the um, Silence of the Lambs meets um, Doctor Seuss. Oh my god. Oh uh, yes, so I've fun. got
0: lots of ideas. I've been I've been putting ideas I mean, down on paper for that one. Like wh- wh- why does everybody Silence of everyone? the Hams? Silence of the Hams, man. Is what worth is what uh, the working Sam, uh, I Son of Sam I Am I Am. Sam I Am. Oh my god. The working title that is copyrighted. Copyright RMS.
1: Right. Don't steal it. If not, we'll, we'll still parody it. I mean, come on, the um, uh, so good though. I mean, like, there's just so many meaty, wonderful things. Like, just it, it's, it's it's an open open field of like fantasy meets meets well, you know, you, procedurals.
0: You'll see just, in the Jumpstart, uh, you know, uh, Landar had such such a brilliant play on words for for d eight hours. Oh yes, that's hours. that's gonna probably just be an adventure. Oh itself yeah, Shrek, for
1: SWAT. With Shrek parody because we've got um, Eddie Murphy reprising his role as donkey, as a uh, donkey satyr in a fantasy setting. And then um, Nick Nolte, Nick Nolte as, an orc. as an orc. I mean, come on. Like, that just has to be done. I mean, can you imagine, like, 48 out, four D eight hours with those those two mashups? Like, yes, yes.
0: So lots and, of SWAT goodness.
1: And then you're actually – so, the uh, other things that we're appearing in um, – so, yeah, again, Dragon Con, Atlanta, August 30th, September 2nd. I'm running six different slots – the signups should be open soon. The games are available. You can go to gaming.dragoncon.com and see the gaming schedule, and that'll be open soon. Um, and David Boop will be there. He's doing panels. And um, I've, but, heard, I've
0: heard Dragon Con is amazing. Never been, sound, but I've heard it's amazing.
1: I, I, I'm not the biggest people person. Like, like I got a little bit of the agoraphobia in large crowds. Like I'll go and speak in front of 10,000 people on a stage. But um, done that a couple times. But like being in a dealer hall with 30,000 people. Oh my god, I'm in for it. Like I think between Dragon Con and Gen Con, I'm going like uh, number one and number no, no, no. two in the country.
0: Gen Con's Dealer Hall, you, you will walk in and what I called my first ever Gen Con Dealer's Hall, I had a nerdgasm
1: <laughs> <Needs to laughs>
0: when be I walked in.
2: Dragon Con's Dealer Hall is about probably another hundred or so dealers and what's at Gen Con?
0: Because Gen Con's like Gen Con is like two plus football fields.
2: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Gen Con's huge. It Dragon Con's just a little bit bigger.
1: I mean, I'm looking at these maps, and it's like, it'll take you an hour to walk from Lucas Oil Stadium to the main convention center, through the main hall, to the third and fourth and fifth hotels that people are... It, oh, yeah, it's amazing. It's
0: Gen, a, Con, Gen Con, is, it's, it's a workout. Wear comfortable shoes.
1: Yeah, and bring the, the baby powder.
0: Yes, and the thing is, too, it, it, it's uh, and I found this uh, the last two times I've went because we've done Airbnbs. And so I wasn't a connected hotel, and I have a tendency to buy a lot of shit. (laughs) And then you have to lug all that shit around the convention center into different hotels and all over the place because they got rid of all the lockers at the convention center like three or four years ago.
2: That is why I wanted to make sure I wasn't flying in, and I wanted to make sure I was going to be driving my own truck into Indianapolis and getting our parking paid for. And having a truck to haul all the stuff back because it's insane. And I think we're staying over in the Embassy Suites.
0: Oh, that's awesome! And it's connected. Yes, I've it's connected.
2: There. And uh, yeah, we're we're in a uh, the Envoy stuff is going to be over in Hall B. But yeah, the amount of swag that just happens. Oh yeah, is insane. Uh, so yeah, I'm glad I will tell my you truck.
0: I will tell you that the. Least amount of dealer's haul money that I've spent in all the times I've gone, people think I'm nuts, $700. Jesus. My first year I spent $1,200 in the dealer's hall. Ah. I went crazy. Mm.
1: Dear American Express, can you send me the metal card? Because the plastic one's going to burn out on this trip.
0: All cash, baby.
1: Oh, jeez. All cash. I got the money. You got the stuff.
0: So, yeah, Gen Con. Gen Con's amazing. Uh, you, you guys are going to have a great time. Um, and just pimp, pimp, pimp.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's the crazy thing. It's like Dustin and I were actively. It was like three o'clock in the morning, and we're like trying to get this stuff ordered to get it here in time. Like coasters, like alcohol drink coasters for the Savage Cruise, pamphlets for the Savage Cruise and Pure Thirteen, and for SWAT. And like uh, these are just handouts to be like, hey, come play our game and come on our cruise, have some fun. Um, yeah, let alone like all the pimping we're going to be doing for Carolina game tables and Envoy. Like, we don't even know what games we're going to be uh, like playtesting yet. But like that, that there's could be... there's
2: thirty nine game companies and... that currently have contracted with, with Envoy uh, to have demonstrations happening. Yeah, Envoy is so, very cool. Yes. So, needless to say. Um, one of the reasons why you do a road trip and drive is because you're reading rule books in the truck as you're driving from <laughs> Denver to. I need to, to learn this game so I
1: can teach it tomorrow. Correct. Yeah, yeah, Oh, it's good though, man. And that's, 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 again, that's kind of the cool thing. Like, kind of goes back to the point I was blabbing on about an hour ago. You want to pay your dues. You want to get involved in the gaming industry. Volunteer, people.
2: Big time volunteer. I mean, like,
1: you want to. I mean, again, like I couldn't afford in a hotel room in the middle of the city near the hotel for this weekend. But hey, you know, if you volunteer to run to work. We're, like, we're do, the do work. twenty
2: hours of work out of four days, and it is one of the best experiences that you can have because you are working with people who, especially when you do a road trip like this, and I've done this before. When you do a road trip like this, the camaraderie you build. Uh, one one of the straight up selfish reasons why I'm doing this is because I want to build a camaraderie with the team that's going out there, so uh, I can invite them to help me at Hexacon and get some things done. Well, and that's the big thing is like the, the it's networking, man. It's networking. Absolutely, true.
1: but that's the thing too is like I mean, you know the the Savage Crews. I mean, we I think all the Savages have heard about it. I mean, there's there's probably not a Savage who doesn't know about it yet. And there's only so many savages that in any one given year can afford to take off a week and come to New Orleans and then stuff their face and go on craven cruises with Shane Hensley and Car Carkeyzer and all the rest of us. Um, you know, we know that we know that, that you know that, that not everyone's going to be able to afford it or you know have the the time blocked out. But we we're about to like. Blow up the board game side of this, like the casual board game gaming thing. Like there's still potential there, and guess what? We're gonna go play some board games at Gen Con, and so if you want to play board games on the Savage Cruise, yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna
0: out. say we 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 had mentioned that, but I was gonna bring that up is that that w- that's in the process, that's in the works, is that, um, you know, we want to be inclusive, so we want board gamers to come and, and join us and and play your games on the cruise and and things like that. So don't think uh, that if you don't role play, if you're not a Savage Worlds player or you're not a role player. We st- we still want you to come and uh, and play board games and, and we're working on that. Yeah, my, my
2: other... wife is only a board gamer. If there were not board games available on the cruise, my wife would be disappointed,
1: <laughs> and Dustin would not be coming. The uh, well, that's the thing, right? And it's like you know, I mean, we one we get to go to Gen Con and test out all the coolest new board games. So, if we find any we like, we'll probably have them on the Savage Cruise. And, um, but also just even in the production side of stuff, I mean, the, you know, looking at the, I mean, Dustin has this cool little industry kit he picked up. I think it was at Gamma, maybe it was at Origins. And, uh, I mean, at, Yes. Yes. <laughs> one of those. One of those. origins <laughs> of those origins by things run. that he went to. Um. But, you know, it, it was in, in a, like a, you know, one of the, several of the production companies from Asia and other places will put together, They this is things we can do for your game. Here's card thicknesses. Here's thicknesses of boxes. Here's the printing styles we can do for your products. And yeah, paper, those, I just paper thickness, all kinds right? of stuff. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. pretty neat. Right? And it's a cool little thing. Well, it's like, you know, by making those connections, we can bring those. And, like, look look what Shane has done and Pinnacle has done with um, the the suede box set. Not only do you get a really cool box, but they're doing dials and counters and other... Acrylic. Right? Little fidgety widgets things. things that are just like, these are cool. And, and the
0: insert in the box. You know, they they even worked with them for the insert in the box that's going to hold all of your right? stuff.
1: Keep your stuff safe. And I'm just like, yes, why not? I mean, I will. I mean, that, that's the big thing, guys. It's like, you know, th- this isn't a secret. If we can sell you a book for forty dollars, we make so much money. But if we can sell you a boxed set for a hundred, and include all this extra value, I mean, that makes a campaign. That makes you know, our game goes from being a book you might pick up just to read and steal ideas from to a this is something I can pull out of the table. It'll look great on my shelf. My players might even actually pay for it too. All those kind of things. I mean, that makes it something where, yes, this is a full experience. It is a Martha Stewarted it up the rear end, you know, like, these things match those things. These things are tools for those things. You can teach people a lot easier because we have the visuals and the tools. And, you know, so that's just exciting stuff we want to do for you guys because, you know, it's all these great ideas. And, you know, and you see other creators, um, you know, like Lee Garvin, um, God rest his soul, just passed. And he had one of the most creative ideas for his game where he was going to do an actual like a mock um Uh, neon light-up tube for the cover of his book. And I'm like, that's a genius thing, Lee. That's a really cool uh, thing. And that's Tales of the Floating Vagabond. Yeah, Tales of the Floating Vagabond. And um, there is a, um, I think, a GoFundMe uh, for his funeral expenses. So if you'd like to contribute to that, we'll throw that in the links. Um, But the, uh, you know, I mean, I would have loved to seen that come to fruition. And, uh, you know, that's kind of the things we want to do is, like, there are ways to do these things if you figure out, who to call in China, or who to call in Mexico, or who to call in America? And you know, you know, board game companies are doing these things, and it's not getting quite to the the role playing game game companies yet. But like, hey, there's an opportunity there. Let's let's take that opportunity. So, that's and I why say it,
0: for us, the RMS, the, the 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 dream is real. Yeah, the dream is real. We're dreaming this stuff, but we want to do this.
1: Right, and there's ways to do this. So, like you know, the uh, there are rumblings that the there's a cool crew here in Colorado that might actually be keeping the dream of, um, tales of the Floating vagabond alive. So kudos to them. I won't announce any more than that, but the, um, you will love to see that happen. And, and just, you know, those, those kind of things, like it would be awesome if you had the deluxe set of that, where the actual cover of your book, the neon sign outside of the vagabond, um, you know, the bar, um, actually lit up. And, you know, those, those are things you can figure out how to do. Um, if you, if you get into the production side. And so like Dustin has like all of the memberships, like, all of the you know, trade associations. Um, I mean, even figuring out stuff, like I, I looked at the, the book I was mentioning before, Gamers Haven, didn't have a SKU on it. So it will never be on Amazon. It, will, it might be on Amazon as like a pump and dump, but it will never be like a legit book in that pipeline. It's like, why do all that work? Why, why create this amazing community around your game and then not get that next step of somebody can order it when they want to order it from their ordering platform of choice? And um, so, yeah, we hope to bridge those things. We hope to just, you know, either give the information, have a database, collect the information, collect business cards of people, make the connections, you know, do the networking. Uh, because that's out there. I mean, these people are out there who offer these services or who will help you, you know, reach them. So, yeah, that's kind of our thing. That's why we're kind of excited about it.
2: Uh, the, there's one company out there who gives you five UPC codes for $250. Plan accordingly.
1: Right, and just figuring that out. Like, okay, yeah, budget that into your Kickstarter, and you will know that you can actually get the UPC code or the, you know, hey, claim your three-digit code for the Independent Game Alliance. The the Hobby
2: Manufacturers Association.
1: Right,
0: and so... I'm currently sitting on 1,000 UPC codes.
1: Ah, look at that, yes.
0: I have a 1,000
1: that's a thing, right? And, and, and we can use those. And those are now things that will put our products into pipelines and, and have scannable SKUs and they can go into distribution and you won't look like a chump who doesn't work into everybody's system. Um, it's the same thing. I I talk with Robert coach, the guy who owns Gamer Haven and, and just about some of these things. And it's like, you know, if you're not part of these companies, we don't, we won't know you're there. And, or if you're not, you know, if we, if we can't do this into our system, your products are harder for us. We have to spend more man hours recreating things you didn't do right for us. So, don't do that. You know, do do the do the planning ahead you're, of time.
2: You're not joining some kind of cabal or club that you know. You need a special code, or you need to knock on the door to get into. All you need to do is ask,
1: right? And it's just it's just greasing the wheels. Like it's it's it, how can we make this easier from concept to production? And um, you know, there's an interesting question on Reddit before, and it's like you know, what other Like I think the 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 prompt was like there's probably like five or ten major events that are going on in the world you know why we've been alive that future generations will say were major events that we don't even you know pay attention to, and like one of the comments on the thread was like yeah it was like the the, the Renaissance wasn't that what happened where they now did they did they realize at the time they were in a Renaissance, I think we are in a tabletop gaming Renaissance it's undeniable. And, but it's also fragile. I mean, there's, you know, just like the convention scene and things, there's nothing that guarantees it continues. There's nothing that guarantees it will be good forever. Um, So let's take advantage of it and do it right. um, So that, you know, the glut of products that are coming to market, don't overwhelm the market. Don't bring down, you know, profits to zero and expectations to too high. Like let's do it right. And, you know, so the stuff that we create is good and then lasts a bit, and, you know. None of us wants to be the struggling artist that dies penniless and no one knows their shit until, you know, someone 100 years from now goes, man, that's great stuff. Um, you know, like Bureau 13, great stuff. That's what we're bringing back to Savage you know, *Savage Worlds. Like, you know, the the concept there is great idea, but, it, you know, the mechanics are dated enough where there's a new style of play out there in the last 40 years and so let's bring that great idea to a style of play that is more relevant to today's gamers and in today's style of play let's do it and that's why we're doing that project um you know swat idea behind swat is is like you know there's a whole lot of fantasy out there a whole lot of let's take things seriously there's not a lot of comedy comedy is hard to do and you got to find your right niche but we want to do some comedy with it but we also think like, what are other ways of Turning the, the 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 fantasy paradigm on its head, and one of those is like you know, hey, why, one parody, but two, just kind of some in, innovative uh, mechanical stuff on the back end that limits, or uh, not even limits, like, like we're not we're not chaining people away from murder hobo tactics. We're making a game that just doesn't play well with those, so it plays better with. More interesting, different tactics.
2: Well, and Bureau Thirteen definitely brings that in too. You're trying to solve these instances without being noticed, without being discovered, without you know blowing up the town.
0: Yeah, huge, you, you, you avoid that huge fanfare.
2: And you are playing characters, especially in Bureau 13, you're able to play a character, like back to what Saving Throw did, an incredible ghost who was dead at the time. I was dead at the time. Who (laughs) skipped everything from 83 to 92 that happened in Russia, but he's Russian. That's good comedy. That's a great character. And it's something you don't get to play anywhere else. It was
1: like a great, I mean, I like think about it, you know, seeing, um, uh, how the, that, that, character was portrayed. Um, Tyler did
2: an amazing Tyler did, job. Yeah,
1: Tyler Rhodes did it. The, there's a great little movie called like goodbye Lenin. And it's this hilarious little independent film where it's a young boy taking care of his, I think it's either his mother or his grandmother. And they had a stroke and they don't realize that the iron curtain has fallen. The wall, the Berlin wall is down, there's the you know the Western imperialists of one, you know, you know uh, not imperialists but the uh, uh, capitalists. Capitalists. That was the word I was looking for. Good job, Fox. Yeah, I, might have...
0: I, I I saw I, I saw your 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 thoughts spinning and right? spinning. And I was spinning. having stroke
1: of, yeah, like, the stroke. the, the
2: imperialists were done by then.
1: Right, the it was totally done. But the capitalists, so the Western capitalists, were one. So it's, it's, for the love of his pay, matriarch, he goes through and keeps their little apartment. On you know in in what, what West Germany, um, or it would be on the east side because the east whatever. Anyways, he keeps his apartment as if it were still under Soviet control, and so he has to go and recreate all the little things like the foodstuffs. He's got to like take all the modern you know Western you know pickles and jellies and jams, and then put them into the old containers so that the mother doesn't realize that you know the the rationed out stuff from the proletariat you know bureau. Bureau, whatever. There's a word there. Um, Politburo bureau. Mm-hmm. That's it. Politburo. bureau. Those two words, right? The um, that's a real world. I can't spell it, but the, um, the you know we're, we're, it's it's a really cute movie where he's trying to like ma- maintain the facade that you know the uh, you know the good comrades are still in charge and they've they've kept the evil westerners at bay. And um, hilarious movie. Anyways, the, that great character. I mean, Tyler knocked it out of the park on that character on just all the references he totally just didn't get. And that's fun. That's a different style of play. It's not just about, you know, killing everything to solve the problem. And there's nothing wrong with that style of play. It's just like it's been done. And so let's do it different. Let's, let's you know, let's play differently. Let's do different challenges. And, um, you know, so that's kind of the, 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 the spirit behind both projects is, you know, You have the authority of the institution, the governmental institution, but in both cases, it's not an authority like, you know, typical fantasy to just run and kill everything kind of willy-nilly and and have no repercussions. Uh, You know, Bureau 13, it's underfunded. It's uh, recovering from the massacre of 77. And you have to, like, keep the stuff lit on the stuff. So you have to come up with creative solutions on... Solving the problems, but also not, you know, it's not a Waco. You don't get to come in with, with the tanks and just burn the whole thing down and be like, yeah, nothing to see here, folks. Like, that's not how that's going to work. You got to figure out a, you know, Janet Reno style play ain't cutting it in VR 13. And, you know, if you're a police officer, you have codes of conduct. And it, the goal is not to go and kill all the bad guys, the goal is to build a case against them, arrest them, and have a successful prosecution bum bum yeah right yes and um yeah jerry orbach and um so, that, so we're like you know that's a cool kind of thing like we, we i've never played a game where the goal like you could know who the big bad guy is but you can't just go storm into his castle and kill him you have to build a case and so that means collecting evidence and getting confessions and 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 getting getting um, bad guys to, to roll over and provide evidence states evidence for you and then you know your adventures will eventually roll into either a quick mechanic or even a lengthy mechanic on how does the trial go and what happens like, and here's the big thing here's a kind of a cool question now that we're talking about it the in a lot of games you are given the truth. You know, know, yeah, the game master or the scenario tells you what happens and it's your job to kind of go and enact justice for it. What if we don't do that? What if we don't give what if we don't spoon feed you the truth? What if there's kind of an element of true crime in this game where there's evidence, but not all of it points to the same suspects. Not all of it points to the same scenario and and depending on your roles and you know kind of like stealth roles where you don't know if you failed or not and then you kind of figure out you tripped an alarm and then you know what if your roles determine that you get bum evidence or you go down the wrong path and you convict the wrong person isn't that a great role playing paradigm where you could put some guy in jail the wrong guy in jail or you could do everything right and the trial just doesn't go your way and they get off how do you that 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 just provides much more further on, follow-on campaigns for what happens when you put the wrong guy in jail, and then you got to fight to get him out of jail, fight for his freedom. Yeah, find the right guy. Right, find the right guy. What happens when you put the 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 right guy on trial, but he gets off and goes to play golf around the country okay. the murder her his wife? The um,
0: you know. Sorry, I had something stuck in my throat.
1: Right, the, and th- those inspirations, like you know. We can take this serious. You can play those as really interesting, gritty, serious, but you can also play the same themes a little more fun just so you don't have to get you know, too political or too into it. But however you want to play it, that's not our concern. You can play our games and our crunch however you want. The parody isn't required. A lot of the crunch is agnostic to the style and the tone. But isn't that, I, I haven't seen a game do that. I haven't seen that be, I haven't. if, if the game is out there, let us know. Um, I haven't played it yet, and, and even then I still want to create it. I want to create the game where, you know, you don't know the truth going in. You have to build clues. You have to find evidence and build cases.
2: There's a old TSR game called Top Secret that attempted to do this in a clue-like fashion where things were hidden. And it did it very well, but once again, it was with mechanics that were all the hit locations, all the extra layers, all the, you know, um, uh, the way damage worked, things like that, to get that top secret vibe. And that's that's what I want to work on with. And I'm I'm saying something out of turn here because I've been talking to. Uh, <clears throat> These folks going, I'm not going to get involved in SWAT, but I uh-huh. see I see me trying to find the top secret vibe in SWAT because it's getting it there, but with mechanics that's easy for a GM to plug and play and fun for players to interact with where you're not slogging through charts and charts and charts and tables and tables and charts and charts and, charts and just getting to the point of the role play. Um, I think there's something to be there. I mean, Last Parsec <clears throat> is definitely an old TSR space product brought to Savage Worlds. It's beautiful. Um, some of those older games, like we're doing at 13, uh, you just freshen them up a little bit. Yeah, you, you get them a new, new so a little new bit coat of paint. New coat of paint, and uh, they're gonna fly just fine. Right. So it seems to me what I what what
0: I've just seen here. Hour, is the hook has been set. Now we must reel
2: him in.
1: Oh yeah, no easy, easy, easy. I got we got ten days on a triptych GenCon in the car together to, you know, and lock I, that in. I also
2: would like to write a Midnight Run. Great movie with Robert De Niro. A Midnight oh. Run scenario for SWAT. Right. That,
1: that would be awesome. And that's the thing, right? Like, like, it's just like I'm sorry. They, this like begs to be done. Like when we finally got down to crystallizing what this was going to be. There's just so many things. There's like, do me, please make me into a game. there's so many great movies. Uh, and here's the thing, like, you know, we haven't done this a lot, but I think one of the supplements to suede or to swat, besides the the kung fu wire fu one, because you know, yeah, like, Hong Kong action movie. Hong, Hong We're Kong gonna action. do a Hong Kong action movie. Oh, gotta okay. because
0: that's one of my, Those are one of my favorite things. So, I'm a huge Jackie Chan fan.
1: Right, and like I just picked up while I was at Gamers Haven, and like they they didn't pay me for this. Well, maybe I'll work there. Maybe I'll go work at Gamers Haven, and they will pay me. Um, uh, one of your favorites, Fox uh, Andrea Sfiligoy, who did Four Against Darkness, did a game that's a Hong Kong wire foo fistful of kung fu for uh, offspring
0: Yeah, I have that fistful of kung fu. Yeah, so I bought it too. And I'm like, I cannot okay. wait. I've I've had it for like years and haven't had a chance to play it. I I, I want to play this right? game. Right.
1: So like, we're gonna mine that sucker. Like Andrea, love you. We're gonna mine your thing for ideas for SWAT and. Um, but you know, the, with the martial arts companion coming out, for I'm like, why don't we just get Sfili going on the project, man? We'll do that. Um, like one of us, one of us. Um, the but Sfeely did something interesting. So like besides just doing the, okay, uh, Savage Worlds is coming out with the Kung Fu uh, or the martial arts companion. So we're gonna do a SWAT Hong Kong action for that. Uh, for SWAT, but the there's new modes of play like Andres Filigoy did with Four Against Darkness, which is solo RPG play.
0: And I own almost every book. Sometimes I just go to the game store and uh, just roll some dice. I love Four Against Darkness.
1: Right, and I'm like, can we do this for Savage Worlds? Because like I saw, I saw on Reddit a thread about a guy who's like, I want to run a game, but I've only gotten like, there used to be three of us and now there's only the game master and like one player. How what can I run? So I popped on there as the savages and I was like, you could totally do some SWAT with this. It was like, you know, and, and there, there is a need there for like, what kind of games can you run with one or two players? And the procedurals work great for that. You can do a the a buddy, buddy cop, cop, right? Would be do, brilliant. Do a buddy cop game and you can use SWAT and just keep the camera and whatever as game master NPC controlled for all the effects that we throw in there. But yeah, buddy cops are great for small group role playing where you've got two charismatic characters in different ways. And, you, you, you know, that's the perfect paradigm for two players.
2: One of the best games that I ever went, ran as a GM was a birthright game with two other players. You can do it. You don't need five or six people to run a role-playing game. You can have a great experience with one GM and two other folks. And SWOT allows for that. There's ways to get that done. And if you've never thought about it before, trust me, There's because of some of the little competitive role-play things I've done in the past that I've been talking to Landauer about, there's ways to get it done with... Three people can have an incredible role playing experience with one GM. Yeah, you don't have to have a big group. If it's hard, no one's showing up tonight. Who do we have to play? Scrap the five to six player game and then do this as a pickup game for three people. Yeah, don't miss out on your game night because two people out of six didn't show up, still run something. Here it is.
0: And, And we've been saying this, and you know, just popped into my head that uh, if you think of another great SWAT idea, because, I mean, we've thrown out tons of great ideas already. If you want to pitch us an idea, you know, uproar at savagecast.com, admin at rockymountainsavages.com, send us a pitch, and yeah. uh, let us look at your pitch, and, you know, we'll have you write for SWAT.
1: Right? Like, it's going to be a big Kickstarter, guys. I mean, we know this. We're, 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 we're going to need
0: one-sheets. We're going to need adventures. We're going to need... So much goodness. Things, things right? for SWAT.
1: If we are going to make a... Glorious box set with like a shiny badge inside, and all the other cool SWAT goodness. Like, yeah, we need some content from everybody else, and like that's what we want to do. Like the, um, I mean, we were ta-
0: thinking about trying to do like a SWAT
1: patch. Oh yeah, fucking patches. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, patch.
0: we have we have we have a lot of really really cool ideas for SWAT,
1: right? And just fun stuff like that, like, like what the bennies are going to be. Like, oh, <laughs> so so Dustin and I were sitting on like. You know, Alibaba Express, looking at stuff we could do to promote, you know, all the things we got, when we, all the conventions we're going. And, like, I found little tiny finger-sized um, uh, uh, manacles, um, which are also called uh, handcuffs. Yes, handcuffs. That are big enough to, like, handcuff your fingers together. And I'm like, oh, my God. We could do SWAT pinky handcuffs
0: you are such a role player <laughs> manacles
1: right well that's what we did was we was we put in buccaneer man and then you know i remember the art we had the rick hershey art with like the anyways it's great the um, yeah handcuffs like little just little things like that like you can imagine like playing some handcuffs i mean just just perfect like little handcuffs like i want to give these out and like you know whatever we whatever we get them from china but you know too 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 long on the slow boat to get here in time for the conventions but the um so, you you'll settle for coasters instead. But, you know, your beer will not stay your table. Um, that's a thing, right? It's like it is fun. It is actually really fun to look at the creative ideas you can do when you get beyond just publishing a book. When you actually go to a box set, when you think of this like a board gamer. And, and not even just miniatures. I know miniatures are a big thing. Um, but just all the other little game accessories you can come up with. Um, it's just kind of cool. I mean, like. I know Dustin's got – are you ready to talk about your secret board game project that, like, they're going to be with expansions and technology and – No. Not yet. Okay. Dustin's doing cool shit with board games that's going to combine technology, actual, like, not – like, actual tech. It's going to be cool. So there's a thing out there, and he's doing it. It's a thing. Uh, It's happening at some point. It's going to happen, guys.
0: I don't even know anything about it. I
2: just heard there's a thing.
1: Yeah, it's cool. It's fantastic. cool thing. The, um, I'll
2: give out a website, and I will say no more. Uh, thelastgameboard.com.
1: That's it, folks. Done. No more talking about it. Sealed, redacted, classified. The um, that's the thing, right? It's like there's there's just cool stuff that can be done in this industry that bridges so many of the other kind of cool things that people are doing out there on Kickstarter and stuff. So, I think we filled your head with it. So, like as a reminder, you can meet us at Fox. Uh, uproar
0: Uproar at SavageCast.com yep. Admin at com. You can get us we're on Twitter Facebook and uh, Twitter
1: uh, Rocky Mountain Savages
0: Download us uh, Subscribe on iTunes We'd like to get some reviews We don't have very many reviews uh, Those reviews do help uh, people find SavageCast So any reviews that uh, we could get Five uh, Five stars
1: yeah, so on drive through There's the SWAT and the Bureau 13 jump starts. They are free. You can pay what you want. Um SavageThenightFantastic.com is all things Bureau 13. SWATRPG.com is all things SWAT. Yeah. God, we Savage we're like, we're, like, we're, like, we're, like, we're like
0: like real boys now.
1: I know. We have websites and everything. SavageCruise.com takes you where you need to go for the cruise. And uh, Dustin already gave you out the secret last board game website. And uh, yeah, this is all the crap we're doing. Oh, and then remember, remember, the um, there'll be a big link. All of Buccaneer through Hell and High Water proceeds until she's kicked cancer's butt, go to Krista um, White. We will post that link. So if you have not picked up Buccaneer through Hell and High Water yet, it's available on DriveThruRPG. Uh, 100% of the proceeds. Thank you to Brett. Um, for doing that. And, um, so yeah, that's, and if you you don't want to buy that, you can go to the GoFundMe for Crystal White's cancer, uh, help fund. So all those links will be in the show notes. And with that, like we'll see you at the conventions, man, we'll see you at, um, hexacon before the Savage Cruise on the Savage Cruise at Gen Con at Dragon Con or in Italy, like any of the above places we will be in the next few months. Come and join us. Come say hi, come get interviewed, we will give you like handouts and swags and flyers. Put you on um, the show. Yeah, we'll give you a hug if you want, only if you consent, and um, yeah, all that good stuff. Like we want to, we want to meet you guys. We want to see you guys. We are branching out globally. In fact, I mean, Fox is going to Italy, darn it. So we are nationwide, worldwide. We're doing it. Come join us. Uh, it'll be a fun time. So.
0: Yeah, I know this was a different kind of show. So thanks everybody for listening. Um, uh,
2: we do appreciate all of our listeners. So, uh... We had to record this so that way we can play it back for ourselves to remind us what we are doing. That's right.
1: I know. I mean, our calendar, you should see our calendars. Like, the the, the whole, like, get together and find time to do this stuff. Like, we only got together to do this because we got Dave Boop out of town. Like, David Boop is going... He's right now in San Diego Comic-Con. So if you want a a Bureau 13 preview and you're at San Diego Comic-Con, go to a David Boop panel, say hello. Um, Yeah. I mean, literally, because, you know, we're while the cats away, the mice will play. We finally got time to, like we can have time to sit down and promote
2: stuff. And and I finally got away from a con because I had just done another one, Druids and Dragons Con, up in Carter Lake in Loveland. It was a bunch of Dungeons and Dragons Adventure League folks. I mean, 80 plus. In
1: nature, in g- Colorado. Out camping.
2: Out camping, playing games. It was pretty incredible. And yeah, we want to do more stuff like that because savages and camping, yeah, that can happen yeah,
0: too. I was going to say, I actually am going camping with a bunch of savages this coming up weekend. And uh, I am going to be playtesting an adventure that I'm writing for one of the aces. It's Atomic Ninja. Yeah, Atomic Ninja. Uh, and and, and uh, I'll be playtesting that. don't know if I'm supposed to be saying that uh, or not, but... Uh, hey, oops.
1: Pro- all promotions, good promotions. That's right.
0: So I'll be playtesting that this weekend uh, to get up my first playtest. And uh, I'm not even, I don't even have it. It's all bullet points right now. It's not even written.
2: Because hey, uh, I want to
0: playtest is. it. Before I write it, because I know how I want it to go, and I want to see what my uh, my group can do to it. So yeah, there's uh there's savage worlds happening all. Over oh, and the for place. the locals,
1: um, I know Fox is gonna be out of town, and I'm gonna be between conventions. But Dustin is spearheading a room at speaking of board game and RPG crossovers, Beacon. Local convention, Beacon, been going for several years. They have a great industry board game presence. They've been building their RPGs for years. If uh, local savages want to run or play at Beacon, up in North
2: uh, Glen, Colorado, we
1: will yep. be. We will send out some information on that. So
2: and uh, NDK is having their. Normal gaming room at And What hotel are they even doing this? They're they're at the Sheridan downtown. Nice. Next year they're going to a huge hotel. Are they going to the Gaylord? The Gaylord. They're going. Oh jeez. For
1: those of you who don't know, the Gaylord is this gigantic monstrosity that has like, it has its own internal atmosphere temperature. Like because it's so big inside, there's multiple pools like it's its own it's like a biosphere. Yeah, it's yeah. out by
0: uh, yeah. Denver International Airport. Yeah. yeah.
2: And uh needless to say, I'm working with the current folks who run the game room at NDK uh, to most likely for 2020 make the biggest gaming room Denver's ever seen.
1: So yeah, we're just we're, we're doing some stuff folks and we want you to come play with us. So with yeah, that, yeah, thanks again. Yeah, we appreciate it. Come play with us and we'll see you in the Caribbean, in Italy, in uh, the mountains of Colorado, in North Glen, at in Indianapolis or in Atlanta, we are trying to get. We're trying. We're trying, folks. We're spreading ourselves thin. But come meet us. Come say hi, um, and just enjoy all the cool Savage shit we're doing, man.
0: Yeah. So this has been Savage Cast, episode thirty-four. I think we'll call this the stuff we're doing.
1: <laughs> it's a good a title as any. All right.
0: Stuff
2: and stuff with some more stuff. Some stuff. With a side of stuff.
1: Love the stuff. Good stuff. Savage stuff. Hashtag Savage, savage stuff. stuff.